Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. Today I want to do a little law school Q&A with you guys. Something that I really want to bring to this podcast, which I've mentioned before, is really showcasing different career paths, different grad school programs, different college programs, just different walks of life and people doing all these different things to show you guys, you know, if you're interested in doing something, you know, I, I want to have someone on the podcast that does that to show you how they did it and how you can do it too and inspire you. That's a really big part of this podcast that I want to bring to you guys. And last night I went out with my friends after the football game and I just was talking to all of them about it, sharing with them that I started this podcast and they all asked me what I'm going to talk about on the podcast and they were all really excited for me and that's something that I kept talking to multiple people about is just showcasing that we're all doing a bunch of different things even if we're all in the same law school program or, you know, there's significant others in another grad school program or just graduated from one or whatever it is and how we're all the same age, we're all doing different things, but we're all friends and, you know, we support each other and appreciate each other and encourage each other and are really excited for each other and everything that we're going to go do next. So I want to showcase that and inspire you and help you if you want to get into PA school, for example, and you don't know how to do it or what it's really like or you have questions but you can't find it when you google it i want you to be able to come to this podcast and find it um so i actually have one of my classmates his fiance is a pa uh, graduate she just graduated and she is going to come on the podcast sometime soon to talk all about pa school and what it's like to be a pa and so much more and same thing with all of my classmates in law school we're all doing very different things and you know want to share their experiences So you have a different viewpoint, not just my own, and not just what your friends and older brother or parents that have gone to law school's experiences as well, and same thing with other programs. Like I have a friend who's a teacher, I have a friend who's a zookeeper, I have friends who their uh, boyfriend or fiance is in PT school, Um, all these different programs, SLP, you know, speech language pathology, other programs like that, and not just school and grad school, but also, you know, jobs and entrepreneurship and what's it like to start a startup just so many different topics but today i wanted to bring to you a little law school q a i screenshotted some previous q a's that i've done on instagram the first question that i want to answer is what is the best piece of advice you've received when you were applying for law school i have a whole blog post on this actually i think i have a series of blog posts on this um on kaylamrandblog.com but the one that i said here was Make the decisions based on what you're looking for and based on what you want out of your law school experience and for your life, no one else. And the reason I say that is because there's so much noise out there with everything, but the movies and TV shows about law show that there's this one perception of law school in the mainstream media, Legally Blonde, for example, or if you've watched Paper Chase, and those movies are one part of it one piece of it they show one viewpoint but you know everyone's is so different which is why i want to have my friends on and talk about that but i really think you just need to choose a law school that will give you what you want and that will allow you to experience the programs and the opportunities that you want to experience and again in the blog post that i wrote about this that i'll link in the description of this episode i talk about how to choose a school and you know, city and programs and 
region and where their alumni go and what firms those alumni work at, what companies they work at or have started, things like that. So the best piece of advice when applying to law school is do your research and make the decision that is best for you, including financials, including, you know, living expenses, including where you're living, all of that. But really just make sure you're making the decision that is best for you as a person. Um, let's see, what's another question that I can do? Um, advice for someone who is going, who is on the fence about going into law school as an undergrad. So law school is such a personal decision. Please don't go to law school just because your friend did it or your cousin did it or your dad did it or because you're expected to or because someone else wants you to or you think that, you know, it would be a good opportunity or it'd be good for you. I mean, yeah, those things are, those are decent reasons, but you have to really want it. You have to know why you're going into law school. And another blog post that I have is, you know, remembering your why. And law school is going to get tough. Law school is going to be really, really hard. It's going to challenge you in ways you have never been challenged before. If you don't have a true reason why you're putting yourself through all of that, you will get lost in the noise. You'll get lost and you'll you know, imposter syndrome is such a big thing and we'll talk more about that, but you have to know your why. So I said here, this is such a personal decision. It really depends on your why. Why do you want to be a lawyer? How will law school benefit you? How will you use your law degree? You know, really think deep about why you're going to law school. What do you want to get out of it? What will you gain from this experience? How do you want your law degree to help you make an impact on the world what kind of jobs do you want? What kind of career do you want? What kind of life do you want? So does law school fit into those plans? Will law school help you achieve those plans and those goals? Why did I decide to go to law school? What area do I hope to practice in one day? So my whys, I have always wanted to make an impact. That's part of why I started this podcast as well. I think it's the main reason why I started this podcast is to make an impact. Um, so that's my reason for going to law school. I wanted to make an impact and... I I knew I had all these ideas and these goals and these dreams and I just didn't really know what I was going to how I was going to get there. You know, I have all these ideas but I needed some guidance, some clarity and I wanted to challenge myself to own in on what I want to do. And had I not come to law school, I would not have discovered that. So my why is I want to make an impact and I want to challenge myself and I want to better myself. That was my why. That has always been my why. And I have a blog post on this, and I don't exactly remember what I say in that um, blog post, but probably something along the lines of I want to help people and I want to make an impact and I want to improve myself. Like I said last week, I want to go into social media and I want to combine my love for social media and my interest in the law and really build a career um, connecting those two. So yeah, uh, what area of law I hope to practice in one day? to be determined. I get to kind of build it out myself and I guess we'll see. And then I would definitely always love to do real estate on the side um, and real estate law has always been something I said I was going to do. Sorry if there's people in the background. I'm in my at my desk and I'm right next to a window leading to the parking lot. Um, what schools did I apply to? So I applied to about 18 schools. I applied to pretty much all of the Florida State schools. Um, Stetson in uh, St. Petersburg and the University of Miami. And I applied to the Washington DC schools. So George Mason, George Washington, Georgetown, uh, UVA, NYU, Wake Forest, UT, where I go now, and a few more. I don't 
exactly remember all the law schools I applied to, to be honest. It was three years ago and just so many. So someone asked what type of law am I studying? Your first year of law school is a set curriculum that everyone around the country is going through. So you take civil procedure, you take criminal law, you take contracts, you take torts, you take property, and now I'm forgetting what else you take. You take a legal writing class, you take a legal research class, and you have to take constitutional law, and you also have to take an ethics course. A lot of schools call it professional responsibility. So yeah, there's a set curriculum the first year. And then your second and third year, you get to choose from a variety of classes. And there's always different adjuncts, which are guest professors teaching different classes that could range from anything like IP law, intellectual property law, to entertainment law, to sports law, to health law, to really getting niche in taking patent law, which is a set of subset of IP, um, or taking, you know, bankruptcy or remedies, which is related or some, you know, corporate finance. Like there's so many niche classes you can take as a 2L and 3L, but your first year you just do a set curriculum. And I focused on transactional classes my second year because I wanted to do the uh, transactional clinic, one of them, we have two. And I'm very thankful that I did. Um, but the more I got in depth with that, and while I was in clinic, I truly got to own in on the social media aspect. So everything happens for a reason. And I'm really glad I went the transactional route with my curriculum my second year and now as a 3L my last year I'm focusing a lot more on entertainment law and IP law and I'm taking family law because it's a bar course and we'll get more into the bar at a later time Um, but yeah so you get to choose just not your first year when I get together with my classmates and talk to them about their different experiences and what they came to law school for and their tracks and what they're going to do with their law degree next year and all of that we'll talk more about it to some application questions. Is your GPA a big deal? And I want to talk here a little bit about GPA and LSAT score. So in applying to law school, your GPA does matter because they haven't met you. So all they have to go by is two scores. However, you also have to write a personal statement. And I believe, truly believe that your personal statement is one of the largest deciding factors outside of GPA and LSAT score. So the way that, like, for example, think about an interview. When there, when there's an application posted and 10 people apply, they're going to look at your resume and a quick glance at your resume is going to tell them whether they want to interview you. Let's say they have one position available, 10 applications, they want to interview five. They're going to pick the five best resumes. So your GPA and your LSAT score is your resume. That's all they know about you at that point. And then your interview is how they got to know your personality and whether you would be a good fit for that company, for that position, what you bring to the table, how you could get something out of being in that position, etc. So your personal statement is your interview. And some law schools actually have an in-person or virtual interview process, but not all do. So your personal statement is your interview. It's your chance to tell them something about you that is not on any other part of your application. And we can totally do a whole podcast episode about applying to law school, and I probably will. But just quickly, I wanted to say that GPA is important. LSAT is is important. But your personal statement is, I think, by far the most important. The GPA and the LSAT is just your entry point. It's just, you know, how they pick and choose who they want to look at more deeply. And then there's also recommendation letters and a diversity statement and all these other um parts of the application. 
So yeah, it matters, but what matters is who you are as a person, what you bring to the table, what you could offer that school. And you want to tell them what that program and that school could offer you and your work ethic and how you present yourself and your work experience. All of that plays a huge role into getting into a law school and getting into the right law school for you. So yes, it is important. GPA does matter. But I'll be honest with you, I had an average GPA. I had a 3.5. And my LSAT score was also average. I had a 155. But LSAT, the thing about the LSAT that people don't really talk about is that there is percentiles. So the first time I took it, I got a 147 and I was in the 33rd percentile. And the second time I took it, I was at a 155 in the 66th percentile. Not that big of a difference number-wise, but the percentile changes a big jump. And also, most people take the LSAT twice and you tend to only go up 8 to 10 points. So don't be alarmed. Um, and again, we'll talk more about the law school application process and the LSAT and all of that at another time. But I just wanted to briefly mention that. So yes, they are important, but they're not the only thing that they look at. So let's say now we're in law school. So then we're talking about in law school questions. Go to school supplies. A million black ink ballpoint pens. If you like blue, go for blue, but I'm a black ink girl. So a million pens and highlighters. And I personally prefer the Zebra Midliner Mild Ink Highlighters. White out if you make lots of mistakes. Reinforced loose leaf college ruled paper. I like the reinforce so it doesn't rip or tear out of your binder or your folder. Um, binder with tabs, um, a laptop, blue light glasses, and um, yeah, those are the basics. And not everyone needs like the paper or the binders. That's if you prefer to take handwritten notes. Some professors don't allow you to have laptops in class. So you will need a notebook or paper to take notes in. But I take notes on my laptop in every class now um, because I'm allowed to use my laptop. But some people like having loose leaf paper. So I mentioned that in my backpack, I carry my laptop. I carry Aquaphor for my lips, hand cream, sunglasses, gum, or mints lip gloss, chapstick, lipstick, whatever you prefer. I just, I don't like having dry lips. Play-Doh to ease my anxiety. This is a tip that a therapist that I went to as a 1L taught me that if I'm really anxious to use my senses to bring me back down to earth. So having Play-Doh, something that I can play with and tangibly and, you know, feel really helps me. So Play-Doh, um, my phone and laptop chargers, my AirPods, did it take long for me to get comfortable reading cases and briefing them? It's just practice makes perfect, to be honest, with everything. It's just the more you do it, the better you get at it, the more comfortable you are with knowing what you need to pull out of the case and what isn't really necessary to write down or highlight. Um, there's also different ways to case brief. So some people do book briefs, which is where they use different highlighter colors for different parts of the case. So the facts, the procedural history, the issue, the holding, the reasoning, the conclusion. Those are your basic parts of a case brief. And some people use different colors in the book and some people write it out or type it out. So I personally prefer to write out the essential parts, meaning the issue, the holding, and the reasoning. And then I just kind of highlight or make note of the facts and the procedural history. So I kind of know what's going on, but I don't necessarily write that out now as a 3L. As a 1L, absolutely you write down every single part of it because your teachers, when you get cold called or asked in class to tell us the facts of the case, you want to have it written down so you don't have to flip through the book. So 
personal preference, but the more comfortable you get with it, the more you know where to look for certain things. Practice makes perfect. Um, did it take me long to get comfortable? I would say it took me about a semester, semester and a half to truly get comfortable. And by the second year, I knew, you know, what I needed to take out and what I didn't. So just practice makes perfect. Um, so time management, I definitely wanted to talk about this in this episode and how I manage it all. Um, but that's for another day, time management right now, just as to law school itself is crazy and there's so much going on and you want to get involved with everything and you feel like you have to, but in reality, you don't have to overextend yourself. I don't want you spreading yourself so thin that you can't enjoy it and you can't still have fun too. A big part of law school is having a social life and there's a lot of social events weekly. Um, so time management and prioritization. Those are the number two things. Like you need to learn how to time manage and you need to know your priorities. So scheduling everything into a calendar. I personally just use Apple Calendar and the notes on my phone. Um, some people prefer a paper planner. Every time I use a paper planner, I used it for like a week and then never touched it again. So I stopped buying them. So I schedule everything into my calendar and then I use the notes app on my phone to make weekly to-do lists and I have a master to-do list and whenever I get my weekly one down I pull from the master and I also have a daily to-do list that's a lot more micro that also includes personal life stuff just so nothing slips through the cracks but just having to-do lists and a calendar to reference is just key with lots of reminders I set like a day reminder two hour reminders 30 minutes 15 minutes five minutes like it's annoying but I just need it to be reminded that, you know, something's coming up, especially if I have to drive somewhere, I put drive time, or if I have to log into Zoom now, I make sure that I calculate time for that, and I put the Zoom link in the calendar, like, info, so I have it all in one place, and um, blocking out time, just having time blocks, like, put your class schedule into your calendar so you can see the spaces. So if you have class, for example, I have class at 10.30 to 11.45 and I have class again at 2.30. I have a lunch break from 12 to 1. The whole school does at my school, but I have a 12 to 1 lunch break and then I have a break from 1 to 2.30 until I have my next class. What am I going to do during that break? You could read for another class. You could outline. You could go work out. You can go for a walk. You can take a nap. Like, you get to pick and choose how you want to build your schedule in. If you're working, you can work, which as a 1L, you shouldn't work your first year, but that's another episode or another aspect of law school, which I can talk about in a second. But just blocking out your time so you have the spaces and you can see where you have free time. If you have a meeting or you want to go on a lunch date with a classmate or you want to call your parents back home to talk to them on a weekly basis, you know what days are available to do that. Um, so yeah, time management prioritizing those are the best like balance tips but to be honest work-life balance it's a myth like that's such an unpopular opinion but it's really a myth like if you you just gotta make sure that you know you are make you're making time for everything that you need to do and everything that you want to do but also making time for yourself so actually this is a good time to talk about self-care in law school um part of the time management is you need to schedule in time for yourself. Schedule a workout in if you know that you're going to miss it 
or schedule in coffee dates by yourself or with a friend, schedule in calls with your friends at home, your parents, whoever. I call my grandma often, like I schedule calls with her, you know, really make sure that you are including in your to-do lists and in your calendar time for yourself. If you best self-care and relax in the bathtub with a glass of wine or a cup of tea, make sure you schedule that in once a week or once every other week or however frequently you need it. If your self-care is going for a walk, listen to a podcast, schedule that in. If you like to binge TV for two hours on the weekend, schedule that in, you know, and eventually it becomes a part of your routine. You don't necessarily have to schedule it anymore, but at the beginning to make sure you don't get caught up in everything and you're making time for yourself to schedule it. Um, But yeah, back to social events, law school is full of them. There's so many things happening at always, like there's a million lunch meetings, there's a million activities that you can be going to. Every law school, or not every, but most, have a weekly social event. Um, We do it on Thursday nights. My school calls it Rum Court. Don't know where that name came from. Literally no one knows where that name came from. Some schools call it uh, Law Review or Bar Review. Um, Different names for it. But every Thursday night at 8 o'clock at night, we have Rum Court and we all meet up at a bar somewhere. And it's just a way to relax and have fun. And chill out and talk about things other than law school. I mean, of course, law school comes up, but it's also a time to talk about the game that's coming up this weekend or whatever pop culture thing that's going on or what band is coming to town and we want to go visit or visit, go watch. Um, So yeah, definitely there is a lot of social events. Like my school has a Halloween party. There's law school prom at the end of the school year every year. Not that I've had one last two years because of COVID, but usually um tailgates my school has tailgates for football season um the law school has their own tailgates um but yeah there's always social events so you want to calendar time in for those as well you also want to make sure that you're not only going to social events and ignoring your priorities so that is definitely a balance and you don't have to be at every single event there is people that are going to be at every single one and they may be able to be at every single one if it works for them it works for them but it may not work for you So just be mindful of that. Actually, there's a really good quote, let me look for it, that I saw the other day about this, Um, if I can find it now. It was a while ago that I, no, I will post it on my Instagram story for the Let's Get Candid podcast um, when I post this episode so you guys can see it. But basically everyone always talks about productivity hacks and it had something to do with someone else's productivity hacks may not work for you you got to pick and choose different people's and find it find a way to make it work for you is essentially what the quote was about you might see all your best friends and they're your best friends doing all these other things that you do not have the the bandwidth to do that's okay pick and choose uh it's okay to know that you need to take an hour off every night before bed to literally just sit in your room and do nothing before you can go to sleep And other people might just be able to roll into bed after reading for 10 hours a day, you know? So you just got to know yourself. And that comes with age and that comes with confidence and maturing into yourself. And you'll grow through so much. And I meant to say grow through so much while you're in law school Um, and just as you get older. So be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. Give yourself kindness and time to grow and adapt because this process isn't easy there's a million lawyers, a million people have done it before you, a million people will do it after you, but you know, no one is you. Know yourself best. No one else can tell you how to do things. You have to find ways to make things work for you 
and you have to find ways to make law school work for you. This is a good one. Tips on how to prepare throughout the semester so you don't feel burdened by finals. Such a great question, and it's something that I need to improve on as my I'm in my fifth semester of law school, and this is definitely something that I need to improve on, and we all do, but finals are typically right after Thanksgiving, so you want to start studying like early November, really start focusing on reviewing all the material. So the best way to do that is to synthesize all your class notes and all your reading notes into an outline and review from the outline. And people say, which is something I like to do, I like to create a master outline and then condense it into an attack outline. And that attack outline can't be more than four or five pages. And that is just like the basics, the high points of the class that I need to know for the final and then the master outline has all the cases and all of the extra stuff and I'm definitely going to review that as well but memorizing the attack outline so, so you can just like spew out the information really fast like that's key so the best way to start synthesizing your outline so you don't feel burdened come November is around mid to late September so around now I'm going to start going through and outlining putting together an outline of all my class notes thus far. And then as I keep going through the weeks, keep adding to it. And a good way to do this too, a good rule of thumb is if every time you finish a section or a chapter or a topic, you outline that topic. So it's fresh in your mind and you're reviewing it. So yeah, in law school, the best way to review is creating outlines for yourself and just reviewing the outlines. And you can, there's also supplemental materials and video resources and things like that that help review but creating the outline is truly the best way to go about reviewing all the material and not feeling burdened by it by starting earlier so you don't want to just start in November which I had made the mistake of doing before and I think we all make that mistake at some point but yeah you want to start early um so back to time management um this was more about working from home and distractions because you're back at home but just knowing when to take breaks, like put on noise canceling headphones or lock yourself in somewhere where you're not going to be distracted and like one hour on 30 minutes off. So you're studying for an hour, you take a 30 minute break. You're studying for two hours, you take an hour break, that kind of thing. Um, And you just choose the cadence, the rhythm that works for you. And then the last question I want to cover in this one is, did I already apply for the bar? So as a 3L, yes, I have already applied for the bar. Um, The Florida bar is one of the hardest bars in the country. So very excited about that um, because it's not a UBE state, the universal bar exam. Um, Tennessee is a UBE state, but I will not be taking the bar in Tennessee. I will be taking it in Florida because I do want to go back home. Um, Not to say I won't take Tennessee or another state later, but I was always going to take Florida first. So Florida has this thing where you can apply as a 1L and save money. So the later you apply, the more expensive it is. So if I would have applied this semester or last semester, it would have been $400 to apply. Because I applied as a 1L, it was $100. So thankfully that one of my older classmates was also taking the Florida bar. And she warned me like, hey, if you're going to take the Florida bar, register as soon as possible. So over 1L winter break, I went ahead and did that uh, to save money. And it's a long application process and you have to mail a check and you have to get your transcripts from your undergrad and you have to know all the addresses you've ever lived in your life for more than a month, all your jobs, all that kind of stuff. So definitely 
if you know you want to go to law school and you know you want to take the bar, start pulling all that information and having it somewhere so you can be prepared when it comes time to sit down and write that application, um, which is online. Um, but that's something that we can definitely do more so in another episode um, as I go through it, because now that my application has been approved and it's clear, I now have to go through character and fitness. Um, so I have since been cleared for character and fitness and I took the MPRE, the multi-state professional responsibility exam, which is the ethics portion. Um, and I passed. Thank you so much. Thank God that I passed because I honestly thought I failed, but it was really, really hard. But I passed, which I'm very grateful for. So I've been cleared for character and fitness. And that's the next part of the application, which is where they check your references and everywhere you've worked and make sure that you're a good ethical lawyer. You know, so that is it for now with all my law school questions. I will definitely make this a series. Definitely want to talk more about the law school application process and the bar exam and the bar application process. And I definitely want to have more people come on that can talk about that as well. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please leave a rating and review. Please follow us on Instagram at the Let's Get Candid podcast. I keep saying us, it's just me. But follow me at the Let's Get Candid podcast. Follow me at Kayla Moran on Instagram as well. Check out my blog for more on these topics, kaylamoranblog.com. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave me a DM or comment or message on any other topics you want me to cover, any questions you have, any guests you want to have. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week.